I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. This week is an insights episode about why exercise isn't the best way, the most efficient way to burn calories. So let me explain why that might be. And a bit of context before that as to why I'm, I'm recording this podcast. I quite frequently hear people talk about rewarding themselves after exercise with food, usually, and you know perhaps seeing exercise as an opportunity or an excuse to then eat with impunity. And it just doesn't work that way. The benefits to exercise are myriad. I mean, it's an absolute cornerstone of my health and well-being. I wouldn't be without it. I have my couple of boxing sessions a week, a couple of spin classes a week, loads of movement in between that, maybe a bit of body weight training, something called animal flow that I've just been doing today, actually, before recording this podcast. So exercise is going to give you mental health benefits, physical benefits, lots of fresh oxygenated blood flowing through the body, good muscle tone, good muscle mass. It will help generate hormones, you know, the dose of happiness that we talk about. So dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, neurotransmitters to be exact, that that make us feel good. And it's a very good way of promoting those neurotransmitters, of generating those neurotransmitters. It's also very social. It can be. It gets us out. can do. And obviously you can exercise on your own indoors. So it's not a, a given that that's the case. So there's lots and lots of reasons why exercise is a really good thing to do. But as a source of calorie burn, it's not. It's not an effective way. So let me explain why. First reason is the body adapts really quickly to exercise. So we're a very efficient machine is the human body. You quite quickly, particularly with high intensity exercise, get used to the intensity and the volume of exercise. So the body burns fewer and fewer calories the more you repeat that session. Give you an example of that. I go to a spin class by a company called Cycle, which I really recommend if you're London based. And I've been doing that same spin class now for pretty much for a year, maybe a bit more than a year. It's typically 45 minutes, sometimes it's an hour. But I've, I've noticed that I've been burning slightly fewer calories each time by doing the same exercise. It was a perfect example of this. And in fact, a 2016 study found that activity is inversely related to energy expenditure. I'll say it again. Activity is inversely related to energy expenditure. In other words, the intensity of the activity goes up energy expenditure can come down because the body gets much more efficient doing that particular form of exercise. So that's actually been scientifically proven. Anecdotally, I know that to be true of myself as well. So it doesn't mean that I'm going to change the spin classes I do necessarily, make them harder or faster. I can push myself a little harder, but maybe I'm happy doing that because I don't see that class as an opportunity to burn calories that I can then eat later on or before the class. So that's one thing. The body is a very efficient machine and it responds very quickly to exercise. 
Now, kind of related to that point is number two, which is that you can't out-train a bad diet. It's very, very difficult to train or burn enough calories to make up for a really bad diet. So an example is I quite often see people doing an exercise session. They might burn two, maybe 300 calories in that session. Maybe if they're really going for it, 400. If they go out and have a latte and a pastry, they've gained calories. So it's very easy. I mean, it takes very long to drink a coffee. It doesn't take very long to eat a pastry. But if you do those two things, you will quite quickly find that you're gaining weight despite the fact that you're exercising. So it's very difficult to train a bad diet. Really, we've got to focus on having a clean, balanced diet with the odd, I hesitate to use the word treat, but you know what I mean, with the odd decadent choice, like a bar of chocolate or a pastry or whatever it might be for you, or really indulgent coffee. I mean, the other thing to note is that you can't out-train a bad diet, but you can't out-train a real soft drink, alcoholic drink or milky coffee habit either. There's a lot of calories in drinks and that's where a lot of people go wrong as well. They think about calories in food, which is not a philosophy that I particularly endorse, by the way, calorie counting, but it can be effective just for highlighting to you exactly what you're putting into your body and what you're burning. So watching out for calories in in drinks, particularly alcoholic drinks, but also soft drinks and milky coffees and all that kind of stuff is also really important. So the body adapts quickly to exercise. It's very efficient. You can't out-train a bad diet. Point number three is that calories burned via exercise are probably less than you think. So we know that in order to run a mile or sorry, to transfer yourself across a mile, to move for one mile, burns approximately 100 calories. Now that's about the same, irrespective of whether you run, jog or walk that mile. Now that takes a bit of getting your head around. It certainly did for me when I first heard it by a sports scientist, but that is the case. So it's approximately 100 calories, irrespective of speed. The efficiency would be, of course, that if you were to run a mile and I was to walk it, we'd both burn about the same calories, but you'd get there much quicker. You'd also be giving your body other benefits because you're taking your heart rate up and so on. But in terms of calorie burn, there isn't much difference. Now, that's slightly separate to my initial point, which is calories burned via exercise are less than you think. That's typical for most people. They tend to think they're burning more calories than they actually are. If you think that the average exercise class or personal training session, depending on the type of exercise you're doing, burns two to 300 calories, you can quite easily put those back on with food, especially some of the choices that you might make after a session. On that point as well, exercise drinks. I was asked recently whether I would recommend them for a half marathon. Be careful about the calories in these exercise drinks as well. Be careful of the sugar that's in them, which obviously is very calorific. I would not recommend using energy drinks for anything less than 90 minutes of exercise. If you are doing anything more than that, then you might want to dilute some water, maybe 10 to 20% energy drink, 80 to 90% water, but definitely don't be running around with a bottle of Lucasaid in your hand unless you're doing super high intensity exercise. Even then, it's a lot of glucose to hit the stomach. So just as a side note there, water that stuff down, dilute it or avoid it altogether. And studies have found that people eat more post-exercise as well. It's a common pitfall that people tend to fall into. So be cautious of that. And finally, I want to talk a bit about the effectiveness of exercise It really works well when you blend it with movement. So rather than just doing a one hour session, maybe in the morning or lunchtime or in the evening, and then being relatively sedentary throughout the rest of the day, blend exercise with movement. Maybe you can even hack some exercise into your daily movement. You could adjust the pace in which you walk or jog. 
You can stand up and down from your chair, which is essentially squatting. You could have little things in the office that you just, you know, just bicep curl with something heavy while you're sat at your desk, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. All of this kind of stuff is really effective. So exercise is most effective when it's blended with movement. I tend to do that a lot. I've got little things in the office that help me to get up and move around and wobble boards that I stand on when I'm at my standing workstation, for example. So I'm just flexing my weight from one foot to the other. It's not a wobble board in, you know, the sort of half a football with a board over the top that really takes some balancing. It's just a, a plate which has got the edges curled up so you can move the weight from left to right. That thing is actually called a gymba, G-Y-M-B-A. Quite an expensive bit of kit, but you can probably find cheap alternatives. So look for the Jimba, put that into Google. So to the last point about exercise being effective when blended with movement, I'll draw your attention again to the concept of ancestral movement. You know, our cave men and cave women were constantly moving. They had lots of low level daily life movement. The odd bits of moderate intensity exercise when they were walking quickly, for example, moving camps or foraging for food. And of course, the occasional burst of super high intensity exercise when they were being chased or hunting prey. So that sort of ancestral movement pattern is something we should be trying to mimic, even though our lives are a you know, absolute world apart from cavemen and cave women. So the principles of ancestral movement. So just to recap, the body adapts really quickly to exercise. We're very efficient in that regard. And activity can be inversely related to energy expenditure. You can't out-train a bad diet, which includes calories sourced from drinks. Calories burned via exercise might be much less than you think. Studies have shown that people eat more post-exercise, more than they would typically, that is. So that's why sometimes you can actually exercise and get all the benefits of being fitter, but not lose weight or even gain weight. And finally, exercise is most effective when it's blended with movement. So my takeaway for you for all of this is just to open up your awareness a little bit to what you're consuming by food and drink with calories. Don't go to the lengths of calorie counting, just open up your awareness. Also think about some of your habits around exercise. Do you tend to go for more food or treats after exercise? In which case, can you start curbing some of that? And just have a bit of a think about how you structure your exercise sessions as well. Can you adapt and modify them quite frequently so that you're putting the body under different levels of strain and different intensities? If, of course, you're on a maintenance program, you're just maintaining what you already do, the, your body composition, your levels of fitness, none of that is necessarily going to apply to you. you can You could keep doing what you're doing, which is pretty much where I'm at. I just maintain my fitness levels and maintain my current body composition. So that's it from me. If you've got questions, as always, send me an email, leanne at bodyshopperformance.com. And thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshopperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.